This is a Quite the Thing media production of Quite the Music, distributed as part of Quite the Music collab. Gary Morris here with your latest episode of Quite the Music and I'm very excited to announce that we've got quite the guests for this month. Uh, joining us we have got Eurovision superstars Kino so one welcome to Tom, to Fred and to Alexandra. Welcome to Quite the Music. Hello and thank you so much. Yeah it's great to have you guys on. Um, mentioned just before we started recording that we've had a few Eurovision acts on the pod over the course of the last couple of years, but no one has really made our social media explode quite as much as when we announced that you guys were, were coming on. So um, it's really great to kind of have you on. And actually timing of it is really great because uh, I know tomorrow uh, you guys have got quite an exciting launch of a, a kind of fan site, kind of website going ahead. And uh, it's actually really kind of good to chat to you about it just before that goes live. Yes, it's been uh, it's it's definitely very busy days right now, and uh, we actually just finished trying to set up some of the uh, the technical stuff for uh, for the stream tomorrow because, as you said, we're opening our Kano world, our own digital uh, space where we'll connect with fans, we'll uh, perform live, and uh, the fans can interact in a way that up until now hasn't been possible uh, on the other platforms that we are on. Yeah, and what sort of reaction, Tom, have you had to this going ahead? I know, obviously, with the, your most recent signal, uh, you asked for a bit of audience participation with uh, creating the video for that as well. So uh, it seems to be something that the, the Kano fans seem to be really good at in terms of engaging with you guys. Yes, absolutely. We've been uh, overwhelmed by the by the interest in participating in um, creating imagery for our video to Knights of Thunder, and uh, so we actually just uh, finished uh, editing the video, and that will also be premiered uh, at uh, yeah, seven o'clock Central European time tomorrow uh, at Kenworld. Oh, very exciting. Uh, I think we can't have you guys on without talking about uh, Eurovision and 2019, and we'll certainly get to that. But I think before we go into talking about Spirit in the Sky and uh, everything that's brought you, the success you've had since then, um, want to go back to the kind of creation of the band and your kind of roots back, back in Norway. Um, so I know, uh, kind of Tom, I think you were quite involved in the, the kind of setup of the band but do you want to just kind of talk to about our, our listeners about how you kind of came to uh, bring Fred and Alex into the, the fold? 
Well, it was uh, like I started uh, on this idea together with my husband, Alexander, uh, where and we found, okay, we had something that could be created into some uh, a song that we believed could do well in Eurovision. Uh, but we wanted to, or I wanted to uh, bring along uh, some other great artists in in creating the best possible entry for Norway. So I got in touch with Fred through um, uh, through some contacts that uh, that helped me find uh, a person that was a really great Sami rapper. But he also could yoik. So when we started working together, it was like, hmm, the places where we use we were supposed to have uh, rap turn into a yoik. But we knew that we needed like uh, a great female striker in order to bring this home. And I'd um, seen how extremely talented, but also very hardworking Alexandra was in 2018 when I was uh, in Melody Grand Prix. So I actually I called up Alexandra and um, yeah, what do you think thought about that, Alex? <laughs> I was, uh, I mean, hearing you wanting me to join Melody Grand Prix again, uh, not as a solo artist, but together in a band, I was like, okay, I'll just give it a try. <laughs> and of course, I said yes. And uh, yeah, it was the best decision of my life. <laughs> yeah, the, the rest, as you say, is history. Um, but um, going into 2019 and uh, Tel Aviv. Uh, and certainly that was uh, the first time that, that I certainly uh, came across you guys. And I think hearing the song going through the, the semi-final and it seemed to really pop in the the, the hall into the, the arena and then going into the obviously the grand final on the Saturday evening and receiving the, obviously the highest votes from the televote um, across the, the whole of Europe. So that must have been an amazing feeling in terms of just how well that song landed with all of Europe. Yeah, that was a magical feeling. The semi-final was great and we had a feeling that the song could do very, very well. And we went to the final and um, yeah, we didn't know actually that we were leading the public votes until, uh, how was it? After, after the, after, yeah, yeah, after many hours after the show. <laughs> so. The whole Eurovision uh, experience was a great adventure, and uh, and that feeling to hear like the whole audience uh, yoik along with us, that was the greatest feeling in my life. I have to say, you could yeah. really feel that we had like the support from so many people, and we knew that uh, as we traveled to all these Eurovision pre parties, we made so many friends and so many people who just wanted to like be in this uh, happy place together with us and sharing the love of what Eurovision is and what Kano is, what our values are. And to like receive those points and to see that we reached people through music that was like really moving, as you can tell, it was a lot of tears in that moment. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I watched it in Scotland as I watch every Eurovision. Um, and uh, you, you gained a, a few fans that evening, uh, one of which being my four-year-old at the time, daughter, um, who is still obsessed by you guys, um, now turning eight this December. But um, that song really landed with her. That was the kind of first real Eurovision that she'd watched. And um, yeah, your song was just on repeat <laughs> from that moment on. Um, and so glad. Speaker, which, is, which is great. But I think having watched it i think one of the things that i'm sure other people have said to you about this um alexandra is towards the end of the song there was a smile on your face when the crowd were singing back to you and it just looked as if you were in such a good place and i think it came across on the tv that i think even you were surprised with just how much 
the audience were into that performance? Yeah, definitely. It was like this moment where I just realized, what am I doing right now? Yes, I'm on the biggest stage in the world together with my best friends and literally doing what I've been dreaming of since I was a little girl. And of course, like we're a band who loves being on stage. We love seeing the energy that we can give to people in the crowd and have them dance and sing together with us. And when the entire arena did that and yoiking along and everything, it was just so perfect. And it's a shame that it's only three minutes. We should have a concert in front, in front of that crowd. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, certainly. But I know very, very recently that you performed uh, in the Vigo Arena, which uh, seemed like such an amazing gig to be there with a lot of like kind of Eurovision All Stars, and that was only, only recently. But it seemed to be quite a lineup of people and. Obviously, to be invited onto that bill alongside the likes of Conchita Verst and uh, Lorraine and people like that, it must be still quite humbling that kind of three years on that people still want to have you in that, that circle. Yes, we, it was really an all-star and there were not that many uh, that weren't uh, past winners, although... Uh, the good thing is like that we we've always felt the support from the from the audience, even though the juries weren't overly satisfied with what we did in 2019. But uh, but I think to be honest, I I know that a lot of people that had that were that were skeptics in the start that kind of didn't get what we were uh, what we were trying. They've come up to us later and said like you know I understand what you actually. Uh, what we were trying to achieve and um and so yeah i think that's that's the best way if if we can if we can uh turn people into uh from being skeptical to actually like our song or our sound or what we're trying to do that's a great uh, experience i think that uh, correct me if i'm wrong here tom but certainly over the course of the last kind of two or three years granted the, the year where the contest was shut down due to to COVID, but there seems to be a lot more of kind of kudos given towards acts performing at at Eurovision now. Obviously, Duncan Lawrence has come out and been incredibly successful with that brilliant song Arcade, which ended up winning in twenty nineteen. But you see how successful the likes of Maniskin have been, how successful the likes of Sam Ryder and. Uh, 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 Rosalyn, uh, who's gone viral with uh, her song this year, has been so. It seems to be a lot more. But Eurovision's no longer looked down upon as just this kind of quirky show every year. And granted, it's still got some elements of that, but it seems to be getting a lot more credible. And that seems to be reflective in just how acts have seemed to be able to emerge from it and have this this kind of wide audience and be able to to kind of build on that. Yeah, definitely, and I think that's uh, that's kind of um, I think one of the reasons are, uh, is uh, because the world has uh, become smaller in a way uh, because we uh, through the through YouTube and through the streaming services uh, audiences all around Europe and all around the world are uh, are introduced to to different styles and. Um, and also, you can see, see how how J-pop or K-pop is also coming into the uh, to the European market, and how Eurovision suddenly is becoming popular in other parts of the world that uh, that hasn't got the same competition. Um, so it's kind of like, and because of this, I think it's more people are more open for uh, to listen to th to other th things, and people see that 
Eurovision is actually a very good platform, even if you don't win, because that's the thing. Like if before, when it when it was like one show and then um, then it was over, uh, then it was like I don't know, twenty four win uh, losers and one winner. Now everybody is a winner because you actually you you were able to showcase your song or, and your talent in front of two hundred million people at that day, and then of course. Uh, that uh, performance will live on uh, on YouTube and on different channels. So, so it's definitely if, if people are kind of wondering whether to uh, to try for Eurovision at all, I think yeah, I I always say go for it. Yeah, absolutely. And then obviously you tried to get back into in twenty twenty one and Monument, which to me um, builds on a lot of the the very successful elements of, of what made Spirit in the Sky such a, a popular song for you guys. Now, you didn't quite manage to make it to, to the contest that year. Um, Tick's not necessarily doing terribly well when they got there, but um, Monument, I think, could have been a really, really good and strong song for you guys if you'd managed to get there. And uh, I think as now a Kino fan in 2021, mm -hmm. I was uh, gutted that you guys did, didn't make it onto the, the lineup. Thank you. <laughs> well, we loved Monument and it was created after we met up after uh, the first round of COVID in Norway, mm -hmm. uh, where we were separated. Like we've been living together almost uh, entire 2019. And when COVID came, we missed each other and we could really feel like, oh my God, we, yeah, we need to get together again. And so we did. And we wrote in this cabin, we wrote like Monument and Unbreakable. And yeah, we wrote a lot of songs like, our first time coming together and i feel like you could really hear that magic in monument like finally together again and yeah it was a yeah it was a nice song that we really love yeah but good and though even though we didn't win like it it was definitely it helped us getting this revival in norway because uh yeah we came second and uh, it's already uh, restreamed for platinum and and it's been i think it was like the fifth most played uh norwegian song on radio last year so so even though we didn't win, we still feel uh, that that was a winning song for us. Yeah, absolutely. And I think for someone obviously outside of Norway, I think for you guys to be almost kind of universal now rather than just a, a Norwegian act, kind of is testament to the fact that you've got so many traditional elements within your songs that you don't not necessarily see like when you think of other kind of Scandinavian acts that are popular across the world, the likes of like, Abba and stuff. And still sang in English, but you guys have got that traditional element in there. And like, how important is that for you to kind of retain that element of Norwegianness and the, the kind of the tradition of, of the Yoik in, in your songs? Well, it's it's very important. I think that's like uh, we've. Um... We've just uh, recently because it's diff difficult when when people ask us like okay what what music do you play, and it's like okay we we really don't feel that we fit in because one category so yeah. we, we just made our own and that's uh, peep music it's like pink electronic ethno pop so it's like we we want to have this this element of uh, of where we, of traditional music where we come from uh, both the uh, the Nordic melody lines but or definitely the the Sami yoik and also uh, in bringing in instruments that are kind of uh, very native to to the Nordic area, but still like keeping it uh, interesting, uh, a bit edgy, and of course fun. That's the pink 
pink part in, in it. No, perfect. Um, can't let you guys go without talking to yourself, Alexandra, about uh, We Will Rock You. Um, now, as someone who's a, a massive A1 fan, I, I don't know, A1 are, are huge over there in Norway as well, but how exciting is it for you to be involved uh, in that project uh, alongside uh, Ben Adams? It's really exciting. Um, I've never done a musical before, but I feel like We Will Rock You is like, it's a musical that suits me a bit because it's like a lot of energy and it's rock and roll and it's Queen, of course, I love Queen. And to do it together with Ben, which I'm also a huge fan of, it's gonna be a very nice experience. And I've met him a few times since it was announced. And I can tell you that he's just as excited as me and it's gonna be a nice experience. Yeah, obviously Ben has got his own links to Eurovision as well, although I don't know if we're allowed to mention that or not. But um, <laughs> we, we, we don't know anything about that. No, no, no. Uh, we, we'll, we'll keep that to, between ourselves and our listeners, I think. But we had, we had Mark Reed, who uh, obviously uh, a one member, he was on our first ever episode of this podcast. So uh, we go way back with a one as well. But obviously they're very very popular over in Norway uh, with obviously Christian being there as well so um, it's good for you to have that synergy with them. Yeah it's really good and um, yeah he's a nice he's a very nice guy and he's so talented so yeah I love uh, love uh, uh, talking to him and it's going to be nice working with him as well. And is it only going to be in Norway or, or have you got plans to take it outside of Norway? It's only going to be in Norway, of course, in Oslo Spectrum. We have three nights only. And if it sells well, then maybe we'll do some other cities in Norway. That'd be great. So what does the kind of future hold then for, for Kano? Um, I've heard rumours of Eurovision 23. Uh, I don't know if that's happening or not. But along with, obviously, the website launching tomorrow, presume new music, maybe a new album, and hopefully more, more dates across Europe. Well, uh, I, for us, uh, we don't know if we're going to ever return on the Eurovision stage, but, uh, uh, but no, uh, no immediate plans. However, we, are, uh, we do have a lot of plans to, uh, to release uh, more music. So 20, like, even though we have released uh, a few songs this year, for us, it's been kind of a, a slow year because we, we've, I think it was 25 songs in three years now. So, uh, but we've spent uh, our time very well and uh, recorded a lot of uh, like half finished songs um, and there will be a lot of songs for next year. And we're also planning our little tour um, right now, actually. So uh, hopefully we'll, uh, we'll be able to announce uh, dates before, uh, before Christmas. Okay, and coming to the UK? That's definitely the plan. Like it's, uh, I, I wouldn't say that this to everyone, but UK is a top priority, and uh, we were so lucky to uh, to visit uh, Edinburgh uh, in uh, the summer of twenty nineteen. Was it? Yeah. Yeah. And uh, and we've played twice in London, but there's a lot of other nice cities that we uh, we want to travel to. So yes. Yes, let, let's get you to Glasgow. Um, I'm fully signed Absolutely. up on, on that campaign. <laughs> it would be great to have you, especially given the fact that Liverpool got Eurovision. So um, instead of Glasgow, so it'd be nice um, if you guys came came to see us. It would be it would be great. Um, we, so yeah. we would love to. So 
Tell us a lot about uh, Kennel World Day. I know launching tomorrow, um, so Wednesday the the 22nd. How can uh, people get in, involved with, with Kennel World and what will they get when they, when they sign up? Well, uh, Kano.world actually uh, is... Um is free for everyone to uh, to register. Uh, you enter uh, into uh, a digital uh, world, which for people that uh, that are gamers, they might uh, feel kind of familiar of the of the environment in there. So it's a metaverse, but however, it's platform free, so uh, you can access through your mobile phone or tablet or or a computer. Um, where actually you can you can walk around, you can uh, chat with other uh, avatars, you can learn more about uh, the Norwegian and Sami culture, uh, and there are some treats that we we won't reveal yet, but uh, we will we'll also perform live uh, first time tomorrow, but then. We will make this uh, uh, a regular event. We will be there ourselves uh, once a week, uh, at least. And then uh, it will be a nice place where we can um, premiere new stuff, maybe work together with uh, with our uh, our friends and fans on some music as well. So we're looking forward. However, it is still we're still developing something that hasn't been there before. So so it's kind of like learning by doing, but uh, it yeah. looks really, really good. So hopefully it will work as well. <laughs> I think it's one of these things that will evolve as well, I think, uh, with uh, with use and with, with people interacting. And I think it's certainly one of the things from having these conversations with, with other artists over the course of the last couple of years that since COVID um, and people having to find different ways to get out to their audience and this sounds an incredibly innovative way of doing that. Yes, and I think like for like for us, nothing can compare to the uh, to the feeling of being on stage and actually being in the same room with people. But there are a lot of times that you can't be in the room in the same room, and and also like the uh, we have a lot of a lot of uh, fans across the world that is like it's re definitely too far for us to to travel for, uh, to uh, and uh, so in order to to give those as well um, kind of a way of getting closer to us without having to travel that's good both for the for the environment and i guess also for the wallet no brilliant uh thanks very much guys uh what we'll do we'll finish off uh, this um episode of quite the music with a, a little bit of a akino mega mix and uh, some of your tracks but big thank you uh tom fred and alexandra for joining us um it's been a real pleasure to speak to you thank you thank you <laughs> thank you can't you stay stay with me into the night stay i need you close you can go back when the sun rises again just stay tonight just stay have you seen my spirit lost in the night the violent night shade they took away my life they call us nothing my name is nothing come see me please see me cause i've been Calling me at night.
Quite the Music, distributed as part of Quite the Music collab. 